0: Chapter seventeen of the Young Diana. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Young Diana by Marie Corelli. Chapter seventeen. It was quite the end of the season at Davos before Demetrius quitted it and took his mother and Diana on to the Riviera here in the warm sunshine of the early southern spring he began to study with keener and closer interest the progress of his subject whose manner towards him and general bearing became more and more perplexing as time went on she was perfectly docile and amiable cheerful and full of thoughtful care and attention for madame dimitrius and every fortnight took his mysterious potion in his presence without hesitation or question so that he had nothing to complain of but there was a new individuality about her which held her aloof in a way that he was at a loss to account for wherever she went she was admired men stared talked and sought introductions and she received all the social attention of an acknowledged belle without seeking or desiring it one evening at a hotel in cannes she was somewhat perturbed by seeing a portly elderly man whom she recognised as a club friend of her father's and one who had been a frequent weekend visitor at rose Lee. she hoped he would not hear her name but she was too much the observed of all observers to escape notice and it was with some trepidation that she saw him coming towards her with the rolling gait suggestive of lifelong whiskey sodas a man about town manner she knew and detested pardon me he said with an openly admiring glance but i have just been wondering whether you are any relation of some friends of mine in england named may curiously enough they had a daughter called diana really and diana smiled a little cold haughty smile which was becoming habitual with her i'm afraid i cannot claim the honour of their acquaintance she spoke in a purposely repellent manner whereat the bold intruder was rendered awkward and abashed i know i should not address you without an introduction he said stammeringly i hope you will excuse me but my old friend polly your old friend what drawled diana carelessly unfurling a fan and waving it idly to and fro polly we call him polly for fun he explained his full name is james polydore may and his daughter diana was drowned last summer drowned while bathing dear me how very sad and diana concealed a slight yawn behind her fan poor girl oh she wasn't a girl sniggered her informant she was quite an old maid over forty by a good way but it was rather an unfortunate affair why asked diana i don't see it at all women over forty who have failed to get married shouldn't live don't you agree he sniggered again well perhaps i do perhaps i do but we mustn't be severe we mustn't be severe we shall get old ourselves some day we shall indeed diana responded ironically even you must have passed your twentieth birthday he got up a spasmodic laugh at this but looked very foolish all the same did you in these psychic days think i might be the drowned old maid reincarnated she continued lazily still playing with her fan this time his laugh was unforced and genuine <laughs> you my dear young lady the miss may i knew might be your mother no it was only the curious coincidence of names that made me wonder if you were any relative there are many people in the world of the same name remarked diana quite so you will excuse me i'm sure and accept my apologies she bent her head carelessly and he moved away a few minutes later Demetrius approached her come out on the terrace he said it's quite warm and there's a fine moon come and tell me all about it she looked at him in surprise all about it what do you mean all about the little podgy man who was talking to you you've met him before haven't you yes come along let's hear the little tale of woe his manner was so gentle and playful that she hardly understood it it was something quite new she obeyed his smiling gesture and throwing a light scarf about her shoulders went out with him on the terrace which dominated the smooth sloping lawn in front of the hotel where palms lifted their fringed heads to the almost violet sky and the scent of mimosa filled every channel of the moonlit air i heard all he said to you went on Demetrius. i was sitting behind you hidden by a big orange tree in a tub not purposely hidden i assure you and so you were drowned <laughs> he laughed then as he saw she was about to speak held up his hand hush i can guess it all not wanted at home except as a household drudge unloved and alone in the world you made an exit not a real exit just a stage one and came to me excellently managed for now being drowned and dead as the old diana you can live in your own way as the young one and you are quite safe your own father wouldn't know you she was silent looking gravely out to sea and the scarcely visible line of the asterelle mountains you mustn't resent my quickness in guessing he continued i can always put two and two together and make four our podgy friend has been unconsciously a very good test of the change in you she turned her head and looked fixedly at him yes of the outward change but of the inward even you know nothing do i not and will you not tell me she smiled strangely it will be difficult but as your subject i suppose i am bound to tell he made a slight deprecatory gesture not unless you wish i have no wishes she replied the matter is like everything else quite indifferent to me you have guessed rightly as to the causes of my coming to you my father and mother were much disappointed at my losing all my chances as the world puts it and failing to establish myself in a respectable married position i was a drag on their wheel though they are both quite old people so i relieved them of my presence in the only way i could think of to make them sure they were rid of me for ever then on the faith of your advertisement i came to you you know all the rest and you also know that the experiment for which you wanted a woman of mature years is so far successful but there are no buts interrupted demetrius it is more than fulfilling my hopes and dreams and i foresee an ultimate triumph a discovery which shall revivify and regenerate the human race you too surely you must enjoy the sense of youth the delight of seeing your own face in the mirror diana shrugged her shoulders it leaves me cold she said it's a pretty face quite charming in fact but it seems to me to be the face of somebody else I don't feel in myself that i possess it and the sense of youth you speak of has the same impression it is somebody else's sense of youth her eyes glittered in the moonlight and her voice low and intensely musical had a curious appealing note in it feodor demetrius it is not human he was vaguely startled by her look and manner not human he repeated wonderingly no not human this beauty this youth which you have recreated in me are not human they are a portion of the air and the sunlight of the natural elements they make my body buoyant my spirit restless i long for some means to lift myself altogether from the gross earth away from heavy and cloddish humanity for which i have not a remnant of sympathy i am not of it i am changed and it is you that have changed me understand me well if you can you have filled me with a strange force which in its process of action is beyond your knowledge and by its means i have risen so far above you that i hardly know you she uttered these strange words calmly and deliberately in an even tone of perfect sweetness a sudden and uncontrollable impulse of anger seized him that is not true he said almost fiercely you know me for your master she bent her head showing no offence possibly for the present and again she looked lingeringly gravely out towards the sea shall we go in now one moment he said his voice vibrating with suppressed passion what you feel or imagine you feel is no actual business of mine i have set myself to force a secret of nature from the darkness in which it has been concealed for ages a secret only dimly guessed at by the sect of the rosicrucians and i know myself to be on the brink of a vast scientific discovery if you fail me now all is lost i shall not fail you she interposed quietly you may you may and he gave a gesture half of wrath half of appeal who knows what you will do when the final ordeal comes with these strange ideas of yours born of feminine hysteria i suppose who can foretell the folly of your actions or the obedience and yet you promised you promised she turned to him with a smile i promised and i shall fulfil she said what a shaken spirit is yours you cannot trust you cannot believe i have told you and i repeat it that i place my life in your hands to do what you will with it to end it even if so you decide but if it continues to be a life that lives on its present line of change it will be a life above you and beyond you that is what i wish you to understand she drew her scarf about her and moved along the terrace to re-enter the lounge of the hotel the outline of her figure was the embodiment of grace and the ease of her step suggested an assured dignity he followed her perplexed and in a manner ashamed at having shown anger gently she bade him good-night and went at once to her room madame demetrius had retired quite an hour previously once alone she sat down to consider herself and the position in which she was placed before her was her mirror and she saw reflected therein a young face and the lustre of young eyes darkly blue and brilliant which gave light to the features as the sun gives light to the petals of a flower she saw a dazzlingly clear skin as fair as the cup of a lily and she studied each point of perfection with the critical care of an analyst or dissector every line of age or worry had vanished and the bright hair of which she had always been pardonably proud had gained a deeper sheen a richer hue while it had grown much more luxuriant and beautiful and now she mused now how is it that when i can attract love i no longer want it that i do not care if i never saw a human being again that human beings bore and disgust me that something else fills me desires to which i can give no name she rose from her chair and went to the window it opened out to a small private balcony facing the mediterranean and she stood there as in a dream looking at the deep splendour of the southern sky one great star bright as the moon itself shone just opposite to her like a splendid jewel set on dark velvet she drew a deep breath to this i belong she said softly to this and only this she made an exquisite picture had she known it and had any one of her numerous admirers been there to see her he might have become as ecstatic as shakespeare's romeo but for herself she had no thought so far as her appearance was concerned something weird and mystical had entered into her being and it was this new self of hers that occupied all her thoughts and swayed all her emotions just before they left cannes to return to geneva Demetrius asked her to an interview with himself and his mother alone they had serious matters to discuss he said and important details to decide upon she found madame dimitrius pale and nervous with trembling hands and tearful eyes while dimitrius himself had a hard inflexible bearing as of one who had a disagreeable duty to perform but who nevertheless was determined to see it through now miss may he said we have come to a point of action in which it is necessary to explain a few things to you so that there shall be no misunderstanding or confusion my mother is now to a very great extent in my confidence as her assistance and cooperation will be necessary it is nearing the end of april and we propose to return to the chateau fragonard immediately we shall open the house and admit our neighbours and acquaintances to visit us as usual but for reasons which must be quite apparent to you you are not to be seen it is to be supposed that you have returned to england you follow me. He spoke with a business like formality, and Diana, smiling, nodded a cheerful acquiescence. Then, seeing that Madame Demetrius looked troubled, went and sat down by her, taking her hand and holding it affectionately in her own. You will keep to your suite of apartments, Demetrius continued, and Vasho will be your sole attendant, with the exception of my mother and myself. Here a sudden smile lightened his rather stern expression i shall give myself the pleasure of taking you out every day in the fresh air fortunately from our gardens one can see without being seen diana still caressing madame Demetrius's fragile old hand sat placidly silent you are quite agreeable to this arrangement went on Demetrius. you have nothing to suggest on your own behalf nothing whatever she answered only how long is it to last he raised his eyes and fixed them upon her with a strange expression on the twenty-first of june he said i make my final test upon you the conclusion of my experiment after the twenty-fourth you will be free free to go where you please to do as you like like shakespeare's prospero i will give my fine sprite her liberty thank you <laughs> and she laughed a little bending her head towards madame demetrius do you hear that dear lady think of it what good times there are in store for me if i can only feel that they are good or even bad it would be quite a sensation and she flashed a bright look at Demetrius as he stood watching her almost morosely well she said addressing him after the twenty fourth of june if i live and if you permit it i want to go back to england can that be arranged assuredly i will find you a chaperon a chaperon her eyes opened widely in surprise and amusement oh no i'm quite old enough to travel alone that will not be apparent to the world and he smiled again in his dark reluctant way but we shall see in any case if you wish to go to england you shall be properly escorted and if you go will you not come back to us asked madame dimitrius rather wistfully i do not want to part with you altogether you shall not dear madam i will come back and she gently kissed the hand she held even professor chauvet may want to see me again Demetrius gave her a sharp glance that old man is fond of you he said tentatively of course he is <laughs> and she laughed again who would not be fond of me excellent dr Demetrius. few men are so impervious to woman as yourself you think me impervious i think a rock by the sea or block of stone more impressionable she replied merrily but that is as it should be men of science must be men without feeling they could not do their work if they felt things i disagree said Demetrius quickly it is just because men of science feel the brevity and misery of human life so keenly that they study to alleviate some of its pangs and spare some of its waste they seek to prove the why and the wherefore of the apparent uselessness of existence nothing is useless surely put in diana not even a grain of dust where is the dust of carthage he retorted of babylon of nineveh with what elements has it commingled to make more men as wise as foolish as sane or as mad as the generations passed away the splendour the riches the conquests the glories of these cities were as great or greater than any that modern civilization can boast of and yet what remains dust and is the dust necessary and valuable who can tell who knows and with all the mystery and uncertainty is it not better to trust in god said madame dimitrius gently perhaps the little child who says our father is nearer to divine truth than all the science of the world sweetly thought and sweetly said my mother answered demetrius but believe me i can say our father with a more perfect and exalted faith now than i did when i was a child at your knee and why because i know surely that there is our father which is in heaven and because he permits us to use reason judgment and a sane comprehension of nature even so i seek to learn what i am confident he wishes us to know at all risks his mother hinted in a low tone at all risks he answered a political government risks millions of human lives to settle a temporary national dispute i risk one life to make millions happier and here he looked steadily at diana with a certain grave kindness in his eyes she is brave enough to take the risk diana met his look with equal steadiness i do not even think about it she said it does not seem worth while, of Chapter Seventeen.